0: KPBS On Demand is supported by Under the Sun Foundation, presenting the Candlewood Arts Festival in Borrego Springs, featuring temporary public art projects that engage community and place. March 23rd. More at candlewoodartsfestival.org.
1: Good morning. I'm Tebby Cruz. It's Thursday, July 20th. The law that made millions of veterans eligible for extra health benefits is nearing a major deadline. More on that next. But first, let's do the headlines. Today is the first official day of Comic-Con. More than 100,000 people will be packing the convention center over the next few days for the event. It's one of the largest economic drivers for San Diego. Rip Ripito is CEO of the San Diego Convention Center.
2: Everyone who's here uh, spends money in town. It's great to be able to showcase something as fun as Comic-Con, and we are enjoying the recovery that we are experiencing as a destination.
1: Attendees are expected to contribute around $160 million to the local economy. Another popular event starting this week is the Del Mar Horse Races. Opening day is tomorrow, Gates open at 11.30 a.m. and the first race will be at 2 p.m. If you're planning to go to the races, don't forget to wear a fun and unique hat so you can enter the opening day hat contest for a chance to win prizes. The Del Mar horse races are weekly through September 10th. San Diego will host the National Women's Soccer League Championship this year. San Diego Wave made the announcement yesterday. The league final will take place at Snapdragon Stadium on November 11th. It'll be the first time the event will be hosted on the West Coast since 2018. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need.
2: we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships
0: with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com.
1: The VA is receiving a surge of claims ahead of a major deadline for the PACT Act. That's the law that's made more than 3 million veterans eligible for additional health benefits. Steve Walsh of the American Homefront Project talked with volunteers in Norfolk, Virginia. Oh, you're rewarded.
0: Yeah. Congratulations. One of Hugh Reed's clients showed him an approval letter yeah, from the job. VA. This is wonderful news. Huh? And you know what, this, that's why I do what I'm doing. Now
2: you guys are giving me joy.
0: Reed is a former a... Marine and a Vietnam vet. These days, he's also a volunteer at the American Legion Post in Norfolk, where he's helped other vets file VA claims.
2: You know, so I just want to share with the veterans some of the experiences that I've had, some of the knowledge that I've done, and I want to pass it on to them.
0: The VA had been cutting into its long-standing backlog of claims, which had been made worse during the pandemic. But when Congress passed the Pact Act last August, It opened up a whole new category of benefits for post-9-11 veterans exposed to burn pits and others. Reed is concerned as the VA's backlog has started to rise again.
2: It's going to get overwhelmed. I mean, of course, they had to do more hiring to accommodate all of this, but it can be problematic because when you get more claims, that means more paperwork is going in.
0: The VA pledged to hire 2,000 more people nationwide to handle claims, But it also relies heavily on a nationwide army of independent volunteers who are trained to help veterans file claims. On the ground at the American Legion, veteran service officer Eric Isaacson says it's not easy for service organizations to match the VA's hiring with new volunteers. Some vets wait for appointments. To be a good service officer, it's hard to work a full-time job and do this. And so you gotta be retired. So far, hypertension is the number one claim under the PACT Act, more than 100,000 of the nearly 400,000 claims. That's because the law now grants benefits for hypertension, is another condition tied to Agent Orange, the toxic defoliant used in Vietnam. Veterans of that war have been quick to apply. But the VA needs to do a better job of finding post-9-11 veterans, says Caitlin Yancey, with the Iraq and Afghanistan Veterans of America. Reaching the veterans in their local communities, so food banks, community centers,
2: anywhere that you can think of, the local grocery store, just putting out information and making sure that it's as inclusive as humanly possible.
0: The largest new group covered by the law are Gulf War veterans and post-9-11 veterans. For the first time, the law acknowledges the long-term health impact of burn pits. Eric Hall served in Iraq in 2007-2008, where he was around troops burning car batteries, dead animals, and even human waste, all mixed with jet fuel.
2: And you have to literally sit there and it. And so you're over it. It's not a set and forget type thing. Yeah, I mean, being over there at the time I was, it was definitely, you're exposed to a lot of those exposures.
0: Originally, he didn't associate his chronic pneumonia and asthma with his experience in Iraq, which is not uncommon among younger vets.
2: As an infantry guy, we're conditioned to just be like, you just push through it, you just push through it. It's one of the same issues we have with getting people to admit that they had issues and had PTSD.
0: When he did finally apply, the VA turned him down. Now he's appealing. Because I'm hoping this is not a sign of things to follow
2: This is supposed to be super streamlined. It's supposed to be assumed service-connected.
0: So far, veteran organizations which have fought for these benefits for years are giving the VA relatively high marks. Veterans and their survivors have an extra incentive to apply by August 9th because their claims will be backdated to when the law was passed last year. It's also the next test for how well the VA will be able to handle the surge. In Norfolk, I'm Steve Walsh.
1: This story was produced by the American Homefront Project, a public media collaboration that reports on American military life and veterans. Locally at the Chula Vista Veterans Center, an event called VetFest will help folks learn about their benefits. That's on August 6. The Port of San Diego is celebrating the arrival of two massive electric-powered cranes, that'll move cargo at the 10th Avenue Marine Terminal. Environment reporter Eric Anderson says the first-of-their-kind cranes in North America will help clean up air. The cranes tower over the dock, where they'll
2: be used to load and unload cargo at the Marine Terminal. Board of Port Commission Chair Rafael Castellanos says the port spent $14 million to buy the cranes and another $9 million for the infrastructure to operate the machines. If we're going to grow our cargo operations and do it in a way that our communities can support, then we have to make big investments. We have invested or committed to spend about $63 million, and with our partners, about $103 million. That's a massive investment to help move the port in that direction. The cranes are expected to start working later this year. They help the port move closer to making all cargo handling equipment zero-emission vehicles by 2030. Eric Anderson,
1: KPBS News. Coming up, more San Diego Unified campuses will soon become community schools. We'll tell you what that means just after the break. school districts in the South Bay are back in session with an early return for the fall semester. Education reporter M.G. Perez has the story.
0: It was the first day of school for both Chula Vista Elementary and Sweetwater Union High School districts Wednesday. Those 65,000 students in the South Bay are on a year-round school schedule, which provides breaks from classes every 9 to 10 weeks. Isabella Castro is an incoming senior at Montgomery High School in the Sweetwater District. She is ready to get back to the books and focus on graduation.
1: I would say staying focused because I know senioritis is a very big thing, like slacking off because it's our last year, so I'm really trying to stay focused this school year.
0: In the Chula Vista District, two new community schools opened this week, offering families many more resources and learning opportunities beyond the regular school curriculum
1: and services. M.G. Perez, KPBS News. San Diego Unified will soon also have more community schools a move it hopes will improve absences and enrollment. Here's our new source reporter Andrea Figueroa briseno with more.
0: Ten more San Diego Unified campuses will become community schools this upcoming year. That means services like food pantries and medical care could be offered on-site with the help of a $13 million state grant. Research shows these schools can improve academic progress while reducing disciplinary incidents. But it's unclear how the district will keep up with funding, especially as it projects rising costs and a deficit in the coming years. Officials will need to provide the state with a funding plan by 2025. For KPBS, I'm iNewsource reporter Andrea Figueroa Briseño.
1: Source is an independently funded nonprofit partner of KPBS. That's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. Join us again tomorrow for more of the day's top local stories. Plus, I talk all things soccer with one of our producers as the Women's World Cup is playing out. I'm Debbie Cruz. Thanks for listening and have a great Thursday.